Kia this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. That's the Marvelettes, please, Mr. Postman from 1961. And please, Mr. Postman is a very good intro for our first interview on B-Side Stories, Wellington Access Radio 106.1. We're going to start off today uh, with an interview from a community group seeking to save the post shop in Newtown. So here to talk to me about the character of Newtown and what a humble post shop can mean to a community is Amanda Barber and Robin Payne. Welcome to B-Side Stories. Thank you very much. So tell me, why is the post shop in Newtown closing down? Uh, It's closing down for most of the reasons that most businesses um, retrench or reduce. The, The truth is people are using mail, snail mail a lot less. But I think, to a large extent, from what we've had explained to us, um, the the business, the SOE, really wants to refocus on what its core business is. It wants to leave that aspect of what we always associate with the post shop uh, aside and concentrate on packages, packaging. So it's what's pushed it is that Kiwi Bank, which has been sharing the premises. Mm-hmm. Um, for, again, fiscal reasons, has decided to remove itself to Kilburnie. And uh, the post office feels, or the post shop feels, that it it doesn't want to stay as a solo enterprise. I think that's an accurate explanation. You could say that it's money driving it, and the money is the bottom line, and that raises all the questions about who does that leave um, unserviced and unprotected and uncared for um, and why it's appropriate for a government um, organisation created by New Zealanders for New Zealanders, why it's appropriate for them to put money as their first objective. But actually, I think it's much more to do, because there's plenty of business, in fact. We've done an analysis on the business that, that comes through Newtown, the foot traffic, the um, the users, the the range, and um, Amanda can give you more details about that. Mm-hmm. But the other reason that I've already said is that they're really wanting to create a new business model. The the New Zealand Post does. Yeah, it, that's what it seems to be. And yeah. is it just to have fewer physical locations? Absolutely, full stop? yeah. Mm-hmm. Kiwi Bank's um, bottom line is that they say most of their Clients will go online to take the services. So the idea of having a, a, a visible, concrete, public access area has gone out of fashion or out of favour at least. Yeah. But, of course, why we're so uh, energised about this is that it actually ignores the reality of real people. Mm. So you've got in a suburb like... and a suburb like Newtown, such a huge range of people who absolutely need to do it face-to-face, who need the support, the explanation, the, um, the help with the services. 
and what the post shop has and before it the post office has provided forever which is a type of um, hub for the life of a community I spoke to one person who said yeah me and my family use it all the time we do all sorts of business there not just posting stuff but bill paying car registration passport photographs an enormous amount of business mm. and we never stand in that line without meeting somebody interesting without making connections with the community and in fact she said really it's the place where newtown meets itself mm. so tell me about what what kind of a suburb is newtown like who is there um meeting meeting each other when they line up in a post in a post shop yeah well anyone who's been to newtown will and have said to me that newtown has its own special character like they go into newtown and they can really feel how rich diverse and vibrant it is as a community and it is it is i mean there is a huge range of people um there in newtown which includes the elderly migrants um many of whom are from refugee background um students professionals young people there's a real mixture of people there i mean it's hard to really capture it but it's it's there you just have to go to newtown and sort of gain a sense of it um yourself yeah i've been living in newtown since mm. 1981 and i was just saying to amanda my grandparents lived there and i used to as a teenager used to come and stay with them in the 60s and actually the makeup hasn't changed that much it it started i think as a working class suburb and it it still has that energy although you do have lots of areas with the gentrification having happened so you have business people and professionals but always alongside that there's been the migrants um over the decades who those migrants or who those refugees are have changed but there's a tolerance and an openness mm. and a celebration of that variety and a relish for it those of us who raised our children there wanted them to grow up in a place where they could hear people speaking other languages where people had different skin colors where people maybe had different taste in what colors they painted their houses <laughs> as well so that that's an enormous strength and now mm. with the hospital which has always been there yeah. but there are two other hospitals as well and and three universities functioning in that area you have um an extraordinary mixture of age of class background of cultural background and it changes every 5 mm. years but we i think who live there we celebrate that we love it and we want to look after those people yeah. all of us There's a real sense of equality like in Newtown you are the same as everyone i mean in the sense that you are no better off or no worse and it's really great to see that people in that community you know come together in that richness and that fullness i mean we see it often at the um just walking down the street you know with people waving and when i whenever i go out of my house i always say hi to my neighbor who's sitting outside outside his shop um so i feel like i'm in a com- proper community it really is from where i used to live 
that wasn't there. That wasn't present. Everyone just sort of kept to themselves. But everyone's out. Everyone says hello. Even if you don't know the people, you just say, you wave and say hi and smile. Um, and you see that quite often at the post shop. You know, when you're in a line, you strike up a conversation with the next person. Or um, Yeah, it's just really interesting and a great place to live. Newtown is a very vibrant little suburb. I love to visit for a veggie market or for an op shop. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And um, tell me about, be- because you mentioned often new immigrants mm. and are, have communities in Newtown, often older people have yeah. communities in Newtown. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I mean, I guess, how does a post shop service those people in a way that maybe a younger person who doesn't go buy stamps yeah. need that anymore? Yeah, true. Um, well, we're considering that these people, these are the sorts of people that are not necessarily able to use a computer or to use the online services in the way that they need to. Or to own a computer. Or to own a computer, or, exactly. Or to have access to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, in a safe environment. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And to feel comfortable with that technology. I mean, not everyone... Um, has a computer, and I think a lot of us take that for granted these days. Um, so that's why it's so important and so valuable to have that location, that face-to-face um, place to go and talk to people if you have a problem, to go and pay a bill so there aren't any mistakes or if you're unsure about something, you know, if your English is not that great or you're not that confident... Um, you go to someone who you trust, who you know is going to help you with that query. Um, you can't, you can't necessarily get that on a computer, um, especially you if you can't. don't. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you don't have access to one. Mm. Um, yeah. You identified the two big areas, really, or, or we probably see three, but. Mm. One is the migrants and the refugees, with the range of English ability and. And a lack of confidence in moving around from suburb to suburb. The second one, as you identified, are the older people or the people with um, mobility challenges. So there's quite a few people on our streets on mobility bikes or with walkers or certainly with um, service dogs or uh, uh, walking sticks or crutches or, again, I draw your attention to the hospital, which means Mm. that there's going to be people who who are not necessarily as mobile, maybe ever, or maybe for a period of time. Mm. So they can't really climb on buses and schlep off to some other suburb. The third group is uh, young mums with with lots of kids. I mean, I've struck at least two just in my street who have three kids under the age of two. So for them to pour those children at a time that works for the children apropos of their naps, mm. to pour them into buggies and to get them on and off buses or in and out of cars or or range away, as opposed to putting the kids in a buggy and walking down to the post yeah. shop. I do want to make another point too, which is it's not just the post shop that's going, it's Kiwi Bank. Sure. And what we've learned, which we hadn't realised, is we thought most of the services were offered by the post office but in fact, a lot of the stuff, like the bill paying, um, seems to have been being offered by Kiwi Bank. So the concept that the um, post sh- post shop people are offering, which is that 
they get a local business like a dairy or a chemist or somebody with an already crowded store. Mm. They get them to take it on as a franchise, one which is not necessarily particularly financially advantageous to that group anyway. But that what seems to retain, and we've done research in Karori, in Kelburn, in Berenpur, mm. in... Uh, Miramar. Miramar, in a, in a lot of the areas where the post shops have already closed down and it's been franchised out mm-hmm. in what they lovingly call partnerships, um, the services are radically reduced hmm. and the access within yeah. those spaces are really inadequate too. People in a wheelchair can't reach up to the counter. <laughs> People with three little kids hanging off a buggy mm. can't move through the display counters of perfume yes. or mm. you know, the so it's it's a very um disadvantageous replacement sure so in an effort to make things more more cheap basically in New Zealand Post and Kiwi Bank they're making things less accessible i don't know that it's to make things more cheap i think it's to raise their profit margin yeah. And the question that we're asking is if you look at this, we understand, of course, they are state-owned enterprises and they have a responsibility to be fiscally responsible and ideally to return a profit of some sort. The question that we're asking is how big does that profit really have to be? Mm. And perhaps one could say if you cut a few of the bonuses out for the, uh, (laughs) the staff there, maybe the broader base of the people who are actually paying for this service Mm. could be better served. So that's one thing. But the the other thing is that within the State-Owned Enterprises Act, there are three clauses. And the first two are, in fact, about um, be profitable and efficient, to be a good employer... But the third one, which has equal weight, I don't think these are in order of priority. I think there's simply three requirements to exhibit a sense of social responsibility by having regard for the interests of the community within which it exists. Mm. So what we're asking for is a five-year moratorium for both the post post shop and for Kiwi Bank. We're not unrealistic. We do know that things are changing. But this is very sudden and there are no adequate provisions for real meaningful replacement. How have you organized to try to keep the shop? Well, um, we got together after a public forum mm-hmm. um, held late last year, or before Christmas actually, um, where we were given the opportunity to ask questions to those in charge. However, we weren't satisfied with the answers given. So um, I think it was Warwick Taylor who got a group of us together to campaign to stop um, or to prevent the closure of the Newtown Post Shop. And And Kiwi Bank, Bank, of course. Um, So we've done it. We started out as a petition. And it's been amazing how many people have come to us saying, I'll sign it, I'll sign it. Um, so, you know, support in the community has been amazing. 
we are going to also present this petition to Parliament, um, to Winston Peters, as he is the Minister of State-Owned Enterprises. And, yeah, just make people more aware. The thing that Amanda's uh, identified is that we're not an organised group. We're actually a group of totally disparate people who happened to be so distressed as individuals that we made that time, like two or three days before Christmas, to go to the public meeting, were then very... And there was a huge crowd there, there of an enormous range mm. from doctors from the hospital to politicians themselves to residents and yeah. and uh, workers in Newtown. And so we spontaneously sort of became this organisation, which still doesn't have a name. We don't... <laughs> <laughs> we don't... Um, we don't have a hierarchical structure. Mm. Every time we meet, we have to vote to see who the chair is going to be and who's going to write the minutes. So, and we did organise ourselves on our first meeting yes. into sort of interest areas of committees like the group that took primary responsibility for the petition or another group that takes primary responsibility for approaching ministers or people in authority and another group that... Um, makes connections with people like yourself. Yeah. Sure. And and I think what's really exhilarating about it is that it doesn't ever feel like we've got a tired old agenda mm. of Bible something or of yeah. of of protest for the sake of protest. It's just people who truly feel passionately yes. about this and are prepared to give up time that we can ill afford and make fools of ourselves yeah. to actually try to retain the spirit and the energy of our community, which we see as being raided and eviscerated. Yeah. What is Winston Peters' powers to help you? Do you, it, do, do you see your petition having a clear sort of... Uh, route for how... The petition, remember, is only one of the, yes. the prongs yeah. of, of this work. Tell me about it. And, and it, it's possible, of course, we're realistic, we? mm. it's possible, of course, that we can't immediately achieve what we're asking for. But we are asking for that. Not that the whole thing is stopped forever, but simply for five years to allow some real research to be done into how you can adequately provide what's going to be lost. Yes. So that's the petition. But there are, there are as we've worked on it, as Ma- Amanda said, we also set out to um, speak to everybody that we can in council and in government about really having a look at what the cost is going to be. There are people from Northland who catch buses down to Newtown to use the post shop there. We know all sorts of people who who um, come from right outside of the suburb to use that because yes. it's so difficult to find personal mm. face-to-face yes. support. Yes. So we want we want those people that we're paying to manage our business to really look at what the costs are here and to work with us or with other people mm. to work out a way of really maintaining the heart of the community yeah. and not responding only to fiscal imperatives. That's right, because once 
We've noticed that once the post shop has closed, and this is true for other suburbs, so does the businesses within that community. Yes. So, yeah. um, for example, people going to do an er errand at the post shop, Kiwi Bank, like pay a bill, send a parcel, get their passport photo taken, they might wander into an op shop and browse and buy something or make an appointment at the hairdresser. Or go for one of the excellent coffees yeah. at the fabulous cafes. <laughs> or um, buy their newspaper yeah. or do their supermarket shopping. Exactly. I mean, the range, the options are limitless almost. We did have one man actually say to us, mm. look, if I have to go to Kilburnie to do my banking, then that's where I'll do everything else. Yes. So I think the small businesses are being grossly uh, threatened mm -hmm. by these decisions. That's How an can interesting a, solo, a solo business manager close his shop for long enough to go all the way to Kilburnie to do his banking? Exactly. Where, whereas in Newtown, he can put up a back-in-five-minute sign, run across the road and do it. Yeah. Mm. And... And it sounds like you guys have done a bit of looking around Wellington suburbs oh, and yes. at other yes. experiences. Well, Amanda was talking about, uh, we heard a story from a woman in uh, Hataitai who said yeah. first they closed the post shop, then the butcher went, then the greengrocer went. And now there's only restaurants and cafes. Yes. And, I mean, this is a phenomenon not just happening in Wellington yeah. but throughout the country, um, especially in more... Rural, isolated, well, isolated communities are becoming more isolated because of this trend towards bigger uh, centre points. Um, you know, people like the elderly, like um, people who can't afford to travel out or have trouble to, are left alone, are left vulnerable and isolated in that what was left of a once fully functioning, vibrant community because of small businesses leaving following the post shop, Kiwi Bank. Mm. Uh, yeah. well, we're concerned that once, once the banks all go and the post shop goes and then the small businesses go, there'll be a ghost town left. I mean, it's happened all over the world. You just need to say Detroit or mm. uh, Seattle or... We know all the horror stories. We've seen the science fiction movies. We've had plenty of warning about what happens if you take this out. We've always called Newtown a village, I think. But yes. actually the research that we've done shows that we're truly the size of a, of a, of a pretty well-sized town. Yes, hence Newtown. You, yeah, you can't <laughs> just count the residents. You've got to count all those other people that pass through Newtown. There's yeah. figures of something like 200,000. Yeah. So... So we need the facilities and the resources of a town. And I, I can completely picture those um, isolated suburbs that you're describing. That's just a place that people drive yeah. through. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. It, and it's worsened, especially by um, not owning a computer, not being connected. I mean, not everyone has to be or wants to be online. Um, we shouldn't have that expectation even today. Absolutely true. But the five years might give us some time exactly, to yeah. create safer environments. Yes. I mean, yes, you can get access to a computer in some public spaces, libraries or other public spaces, mm. but for an old person who's enormously nervous on the computer anyway 
and is likely to have to ask some stranger going past for help doing it, they become extremely vulnerable. Yes. So I do, um, before we let people know how they can get involved and how mm. they can learn more, I, I do want to chat a little bit about your personal background. Robin was saying um, before we went on air that she was excited to have um, someone from a young perspective and someone from an older perspective <laughs> yeah. to represent uh, your your group or your campaign. So I wonder if you guys could tell me a little about how, I guess, whether you have a background in organizing or... or... Uh, no, <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, our, our group is... We, we all come from different backgrounds and we all bring a different skills and knowledge. Um, some, some of them have been involved in this sort of thing in the past, but it's mostly really grassroots concerns that is a, sorry concerned residents coming together thinking putting our heads together and thinking what can we do mm-hmm. um, for us I think that's what's most exhilarating yeah. about it is mm. there's no particular agenda being pushed except for this particular issue yeah. although what we're learning is the need for a center for the community for the village well you mentioned the markets and they're great I go to the markets every week as well and you see people that you know there and you meet new people and again that mixture mm. of cultures and languages and and types of food it's it, it's I'm 70 now so it's very different food from what used to be available in the greengrocer shops when I was 10 yeah. but that doesn't provide bill paying services or or um or postal services that you know the market has that energy, but we need a community center that provides those yes. resources yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean certainly there are two or three people amongst us who have committed their lives to standing up for people who are less advantaged than they are. But we're certainly not like-minded in in. <laughs> Any way at all, probably, no. <laughs> except no. for our desire to see Newtown mm. kept alive and kept vibrant and kept caring in the way that it always has been. Amanda mm. talked about the informal ways in which we have a sense of community. My street has always had a street party, and we volunteer. I mean, I raised my kids from babyhood alongside a whole raft of other kids in the street. Now there's there's kids that should be my grandchildren who are also being raised in that street and we babysit for people that we don't even know periodically. We look out for each other. We look out for the very old and, and frail people. Yeah. And I think that's what, um, what we love about Newtown. Well, that sounds like a beautiful alliance of people working to save the post shop and the Kiwi Bank Tell me how people can get involved or learn more or get their name on that petition if they want to. Um, Well, with all irony aside, um, we do have a Facebook page, which is uh, Newtown Post Shop Kiwi Bank Closure. And there are links to the online petition or you can come along to Newtown and someone should or would be outside the post shop with petition papers they could sign. We are also looking for uh, volunteers um, to help us in our cause, and this will be discussed further. 
Um, but yeah, so again, if you have a computer and if you have the internet, please come to Facebook or come out to Newtown, talk to one of the people with a clipboard. That's how basic it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, get involved, spread awareness because while, okay, while Newtown is at the forefront of this campaign, we want to make the point that this is happening all around the country, that closures and reduction of services are imminent if they are not already in progress. So this is not just a Newtown issue, it's not just a Wellington issue, but it's a issue that affects New Zealand. So the more people we get who are involved in this, the likelihood of us succeeding increases. So any support, whether it's through Facebook or your signature, it would be awesome. And succeeding, as we said, doesn't strictly limit itself to an an immediate retention of the post office. Mm. Succeeding, we can clearly see, means not allowing the place to be eviscerated, but actually making sure that the services and the care and the sense of community is is maintained. Well, you raised some very, very good points. And I think it's a really relevant issue, as you say, for communities all around Wellington and New Zealand. So thank you for taking the time as volunteers, as community <laughs> folks, <laughs> to come you. in on uh, B-Side Stories. No thank problem. You. Thank you for having us. Here's a quick track from the local band Lost Bird. Strap around your neck as your hands protect that old lens on your walk to my house. And on my back step, how you softly said, We're only here to be good. Grace has got green eyes. I was so surprised. To be blinded by him And the sword of smile Brings the butterflies As I'm lost inside them I've been lonely but I Sure she knows So I don't hope So I bury seeds of all kinds of trees across the city as I wander. And in you she'll see through the falling leaves, never knowing they're all for her. Grace has got green eyes, I was so surprised. To be blinded by them And the sword of smile Brings the butterflies As I'm lost inside them I've been lonely but I'm Sure she knows So I don't hope 
Well, kia ora, thank you for listening. And that's all for today. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.